Welcome to the Calvary Community Church Podcast. For more content and information about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryhouston.com. Oh, it's good to see you, Calvary. Glad you're here today. And it's good to see those who are online with us today. We speak God's richest blessings to you. This morning, I want to talk about the subject, time to move forward. It's time to move forward. And you know, a part of the calling on my life is to be a part of the Joshua generation, which therefore is a calling upon this congregation to be a part of that. And in Joshua chapter 1, verse 11, it says, Go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you'll cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. So what we did at the beginning of our service, we actually began with the time of consecration or a time of sanctification. And I felt like we were supposed to do that as we gathered back in a fresh way, in a new way in this season. And it comes when you think about Joshua and the Joshua generation, when they got ready to move forward with the Lord, he told them, get ready in three days, you're going to enter into a new season with me. And so he told them, start getting your supplies ready. And then in Joshua chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, Joshua chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim, and they went to the Jordan, and where they camped before crossing over. And three days, after three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, who are the Levites, carrying it, You are to move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Do not go near it. And Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Let's pray. You are a great leader, O Lord God. Thank you for how you have us positioned and you have us as your possession. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We worship you. We honor you. We exalt you and we bless you. And Lord, we pray that we will be known as a people of your presence. Lord, we know that only with you leading us, Lord, will we get where we need to be. And so what a privilege it is to surrender afresh and new today. And Lord, we as a congregation say, have your way, O Lord. Have your way in me. Have your way in us. And lead us, O King Eternal, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. For the Joshua generation, there came a time to move forward under the leadership of the Lord. Now, the way forward was discerned by following the presence of the Lord. That's what the ark represented, was the presence of the Lord. And their assignment was to watch the ark of the Lord and to watch the leaders as they went out and then they were to follow together. Joshua chapter three, verse three to four says, when you see the ark of the covenant of your God and the priests and the Levites who are carrying it, you are to move out from your position and follow it. Follow what? Follow the presence of the Lord. Follow where God is leading. Then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. So how many of you have been through a pandemic? We've not been through this, right? Oh, some, some of the really old among us have seen it back in the 1900s. Um, 
listen, we've not been this way before, right? And so what we want to do is discern the Lord and to follow in his presence. So today what I want to do is I want to equip us with some skills, some values, and some principles in how to move forward in a way that keeps us in tune with the Lord, that helps us to keep in alignment with God and in step with the Holy Spirit. So it's time to move forward. Number one, in this season when everything seems to be turned upside down, remember the goodness of the Lord. In this season, when everything seems to be turned upside down, remember the goodness of the Lord. You can look at that in Psalm 100, verse 5. Psalm 100, verse 5. That's one of the passages that we'll be looking at. Chances are that you or someone you love believes that this COVID-19 pandemic is their greatest source of stress, fear, and anxiety right now. It makes sense. After all, normal life has been dramatically changed in the midst of two months, and it continues to change. However, these beliefs are only a symptom. It's not the real issue that we face. The real problem is Christians who are drowning in worry, fear, and stress, that they have lost their focus on the goodness of the Lord and his perfect plan for their lives. And so in the midst of a culture of fear, in the midst of a culture of stress and anxiety, what we want to do is hold on to the reality that our God is good all the time. And he is with us. If you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, we're going to look at verses 4 to 9. So what we want to do is nurture our soul by reading and meditating on the scriptures concerning God's goodness his nearness, and his plans for our life. And Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 9 is a great place to start. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. This passage says you can rejoice always, not because everything's good, but because the Lord is near. The Lord is with us. And so it says, don't be anxious for anything, but use every opportunity as a, as a chance to lift up your prayers to the Lord with thanksgiving. Lord, thank you that you have the last word over disease, over darkness, over devils. Lord, thank you. And so we cry out to the Lord in this way. And it says, and the God of peace will be with you. Do you hear that theme? God is near. The God of peace will be with you. That is so critical in our lives. How do we get present to the reality that God is with us. I'll tell you one of the ways is just by praising him and thanking him for being good. Reading scriptures like this and acknowledging the goodness of the Lord. That's one of the ways. 
Again, Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You see, the enemy wants to fake us out and wants to deceive us and communicate to us that he's going to take out the church and God's purposes are not going to be done. But God's purposes are done throughout all generations. And then turn to Psalm 107. Psalm 107, verses 1 to 2. Psalm 107, verses 1 to 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So there's a declaration that we make. The Lord is good. We want that to be in our mouths. And we want to declare that and to celebrate that reality. And another psalm that I want to point out to you is Psalm 136. That is a great psalm talking about the goodness of the Lord and that his love endures forever. Psalm 136. We're not going to take the time to read all 26 verses, but I give that to you. These are ways to meditate on the goodness and the glory of our God and to declare what he has said and to pray them into our lives and over them. And I believe it's a significant antidote for the anxieties and the, and the fears that are in our culture. So what I'm encouraging us to do is to reframe our thinking and feeling, to take our thoughts and feelings captive to the Lord and to learn how to speak to our souls to help to align with what is really real. What's really real is God is good, God is with us, he will not leave us, he will never forsake us, God can take everything that comes our way and he can work it for good for those that are called according to his purpose of being conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And according to Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 to 14, God is in control and has a plan for our lives. And that's significantly good news. Amen? So, we want to be a people who rehearse, and who speak forth the goodness of the Lord. Secondly, as we open up the economy, as we open up our economy, be careful to give grace and do not judge. Be careful to give grace and do not judge. When you see people who are failing to social distance, who are not wearing a mask, and who come around the corner and cough on you, what will you do? What will you do? God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. God gives grace to the humble and to the merciful. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Matthew 5, 7. Blessed are the merciful, so, for they will be shown mercy. Listen, each one of us in this room, you've heard it from this pulpit throughout the years, we need mercy. So I highly recommend that we give mercy and we give that grace. And then... Turn your Bibles to James, chapter 4, verse 6 to 12. James, chapter 4, verse 6 to 12. But he gives us more grace. That is why the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he 
will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or sister or judges him or her speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but you're sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and one judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? So what we want to do is in the midst of our economy being opened up, I want to recommend that we show up with humility and mercy. That we, we do what God does. God tells us to give grace to give grace to the humble and to the merciful. Now, another passage that sounds just like this, would look at 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, we want to look at verses 5 to 11. I love the Lord and I love his word. And, you know, I've read these passages a lot through my life and read the Bible a lot. And I saw something as I was preparing for this morning that I'd never seen before from these two very similar passages. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety upon him, because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are ongoing, undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered for a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever Amen. Catch what the Lord is saying through both of these passages of Scripture. I want, you to, I want you to catch this. Giving grace and saying no to pride involves spiritual warfare. It's a way to resist the devil and to draw near to God. So as you think about that, as, as we stand in judgment and we speak judgment and condemnation to people, we're actually partnering with the enemy's kingdom. But to do what God is saying, to give grace and mercy, is actually to do spiritual warfare. Again, James 4, 7 to 8. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in your faith, because you know that your brothers and sisters throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So when you cooperate with pride and you say no to grace, you are actually drawing near to the devil and you are actually cooperating, opening up to the door to his purposes to steal, kill, and destroy you become an instrument in the hands of the enemy. Now this passage just makes it really clear because Satan's sin was pride, right? I want to be equal with God. I'm good enough to be God. He wanted to be exalted. And so God says, I'm opposed to the proud, but I give grace to the humble. So in this season, as we open up the economy, I wanna challenge you. I mean, right now, 
our highways are not as big a test for us, right? We're not on the highways and we're not stuck in traffic like usual. And so that's one temptation where we don't speak judgment quite as much. But man, when you walk into a store, I was talking with a friend recently who had gone to a large store and they had put down arrows on the aisles and this direction, you're supposed to go on this aisle and the other one, and then it had a sign in red, do not enter. And all of a sudden there was a cat fight going on as these people that were getting into each other's face saying, you're going the wrong way. You don't do it right. Get back where you need to go. Where's that coming from? That's coming from anxiety. That's coming from stress, right? And, uh, you know, I just want to say, I just don't think that's going to be the helpful way to do it and to go forward. So the other passage, when you think about this, is Matthew 7, 1 to 2. Do not judge. Do not judge or you'll be judged. For with the same measure, the same way that you measure others and judge others, you'll be judged. And with the measure you used, it will be measured unto you. So I want to say it as clearly as I can. If someone doesn't wear a mask, don't judge. If someone violates your space, then give grace, move away from them, and don't judge. If someone makes a decision that you disagree with, don't judge. All those things are going to happen as we open up the economy, right? And so let's show up differently. Everyone gets to choose to wear a mask or not. Everyone gets to choose. And so we want to be a people of grace. Number three, number three, as we process these uncertain times, pray for your leaders and don't slander. Pray for your leaders and don't slander. First Timothy chapter two, verse one to four. This is one of your familiar passages, but I want to read it again because I want the word of God to touch our hearts and our lives. 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 4. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth." I learned years ago, I would ask people to pray for me and then I would listen to their prayers about God. They would pray, oh God, correct Pastor Jeff. God, would you discipline Pastor Jeff? And I decided I wanted to give some direction on praying for me. Does that make sense? We wanna pray for our leaders. It does not say pray against your leaders. Pray for your leaders. That preposition's important, amen? So I wanna say this about leaders. Any leader in this situation is doing the best that they can with what they have. So don't slander them, don't judge them. The burden of, of leadership right now is immense. It's just whether it's at the local, the state, or the national level, it is immense. And I wanna say it's okay to disagree with leaders, to disagree with the decisions that they make, but hear me, avoid slandering, judging or condemning. So you can disagree. You can say, if I was leader, I wouldn't do it like that, right? Or I wish they wouldn't do it like that. But when you move over into the category of slander, of judging, and of condemning, 
you're violating what God has told us to do. So as we process these uncertain times, pray for your leaders and don't judge or slander them. Would you pray for God to put godly counselors around them and give them holy wisdom? I pray that the Lord will cause a fear of the Lord to come on leaders. Can you imagine what it's gonna be like to stand before the Lord one day and the Lord said, how did you do with that responsibility I gave you with that assignment? They go, it wasn't from you, it was from me. All authority comes from God, right? And he holds us accountable. So I'm praying for a fear of the Lord to come on people that they would recognize that they're accountable to the living God. I'm praying that the Lord will visit our leaders in the night with dreams, visions, revelation. I'm praying that the Lord will encounter our leaders in different ways. Would you pray for our leaders? And yeah, do they have hidden agendas? Some of them do probably. In politics, it's just very complicated, right? So let's pray for them and let's ask God to be merciful to them. Number four, number four, as we enter this season, let's choose to look forward to what the Lord wants to do and to his new normal, rather than returning to old definitions of what's normal. Let me say that again. As we enter this season, let's choose to look forward to what the Lord wants to do and to his new normal rather than returning to old definitions of what's normal. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Another familiar passage if you turn there. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Now this is our God. Our God declares that he does new things and he even, he even makes things happen that are abnormal like causing, causing streams to flourish in the desert places. When we were sharing several weeks ago, Pastor Joshua Rushing, our worship pastor, he shared something and, and the vision of this has gripped my heart and I've been praying it for my life. I've been praying it for Calvary. I've shared it a few times. I wanna share it again. Joshua Rushing said there was a moment when the people of Israel came up out of the desert and think about it, that day the manna stopped. That day the manna stopped. An entire nation is no longer getting fed in the same way that they were fed for 40 years in the wilderness. In a moment's time, all that changed. Now there were external changes. They can't wait, wait on manna they have to get fed in a different way. So they've got to go work the fields. They've got to go get food. Overnight, that's what happened. Now, there were internal changes. Joshua said, can you imagine the digestive changes as you've been eating one thing, man and quail, for all these years, and now you're trying these different fruits and vegetables and things? You have to receive and digest food in a new way. He said, so I've been thinking about how that relates to us as we feed people and as people eat going forward. And I think there will be new messages, new revelation of the Lord to engage and embrace. Isn't that a great word? Going forward, there are gonna be new revelations of God. There are gonna be new revelations of his word to engage and to embrace. And then he said, I don't wanna go back to business as usual. Now I've heard people say, I can't wait till we get back to things like they were before. And you know what? I don't know when 
our normal is going to come back to the norm. I, I don't know. But what I want to do is I want to do this. I want us to look forward to what is God saying in this season? What is God saying to you? The redemptive work that he wants to do right now in this time is he wants us to pursue him. He gave us a word for 2020, and he wants us to pursue deep intimacy and full partnership with the Lord Jesus Christ. It is so easy right now to get distracted, to fill up your day with all sorts of things and never spend time with the Lord. And in some of our households with the children there and everything, the whole rhythm of life has been changed, hasn't it? And so I recognize how hard it is, but I just want to challenge us all and to say, what we want to do is continue to live into this word for the Lord for this year. And I believe that he will accomplish in us what he wants to do. I want to pray that we'll come out of this season with greater capacity for deeper intimacy and fuller partnership with the Lord. Calvary, that's the best gift that this, this time of quarantine could give us, is that we would come out of it with a, a deeper intimacy and a fuller partnership with the Lord God Almighty. So that's my challenge for all of us. And uh, I'm trying to be really practical. I think in this time that God wants us to be a people of grace and mercy. I believe that with all my heart that God wants us to be a people who focus on his goodness. I believe he wants us to not add to the judgmental, condemning words that are being spoken in the air over leaders in this hour. And I believe that God is inviting us to embrace his new things, to look, instead of things going back to the way we want them to be, our new normal, let's ask God, what is your new normal? Wouldn't it be great to come out of this and we've got spiritual awakening? We've got revival? Those are the kinds of things that I'm praying for, amen? Now what I wanna do is I wanna shift gears and I want us to move into ministry time and I want us to pray for the sick and we're gonna do it a little bit differently than we normally do. We're gonna pray and we're gonna ask the Lord, whatever needs are in this place, we're gonna stand and we're gonna release grace to our own lives and we're gonna pray over one another, but we're gonna do it distanced from each other. I wanna invite you that as we pray and as we mention some of these things, if you're participating via the live stream or on demand, ask the Lord your God to come and heal you, to come and touch you and help you. Now here's the reason we're gonna do it this way is because in this season, when everything revolves around COVID-19, the coronavirus, it just gets tiring, doesn't it? Everything, because that's our, that's our reality. And what it does is for some of us, it diminishes what we're going through. And we say, well, I'm not really sick because I don't have the coronavirus. I'm not really sick because I don't have it as badly as somebody else. Hey, listen, I just got diagnosed this week with colitis. And I want you to know, I want you to pray for me this morning. I don't feel good. I'm taking medicine for it. And uh, you can pray for me, amen? And I believe the Lord cares that my stomach hurts. I believe the Lord cares about your need this morning. The Lord cares for your need that are participating via the stream and the on demand. And so I want us to stand in the gap and I want us to pray. I believe that God wants us to lift up each other. In Hebrews chapter four, verse 16, it says that the throne of the universe is, is a throne of grace and we can come there in our time of need for help and grace. So what we wanna do is we wanna lift up ourselves, we wanna lift up others and ask God 
to release his healing for his touch. We're all going through different things, through different health issues. So I wanna tell you, don't be afraid to get prayer. I was talking with somebody recently and they said, I have seasonal allergies. I don't even wanna tell people that my throat hurts, that I've got a headache and my nose is running because then I'm gonna be labeled. Isn't it a difficult time right now? And people go, sure, that's seasonal allergies. Well, listen, Calvary, I've got seasonal allergies. And so y'all know my sinus stuff, right? And all that. Listen, all I wanna say is, just share your needs and let people pray for you. Amen? Don't just, don't just go through your stuff and go it alone and say, well, it's just not as important as the coronavirus. It's not as significant as what other people are experiencing. And then what I want you to do is I want to encourage you to keep from diminishing or minimizing your needs or declaring that your needs are unimportant compared with COVID-19. There are other needs that we have right now before, besides this virus. It is okay to ask for prayer for other things. And then I wanna say it's okay to be sad because of what has been lost to this pandemic. I recently heard the comment, it's better not to be a bride in 2020. Can you imagine what it's like to be a bride trying to plan a wedding and to do that? Graduations, I'm not talking about anxieties and not talking about fears, but, but we're not gonna process our grief well if we don't name it and ask people to pray for us and help us to journey along. Because there's a process in dealing with grief. And so I think some of us are hesitant because we're going, what I'm going through is not as difficult or as, or as, as problematic as what someone's going through. Listen, if you're experiencing loss, would you let someone know and let them pray for you? Let someone know. If you're struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts, let somebody know. You weren't meant to go through life alone. Now, right now, you might have to text somebody. You might have to call somebody. But let someone know. So what I want us to do is, I want us all to stand. And if you're at home, I want you to stand with us. And if you have a physical need, in your body right now, and you need a touch from God, would you just raise your hand as a, just a, an awareness and an acknowledgement to the Lord? Amen. Okay, now what I want us to do is I want us all to pray, and I want us to ask God for healing, for restoration, for deliverance, for help. I want us to pray that right now. Would you join me in the spirit of prayer? We hope you've enjoyed this episode from Calvary Community Church Podcast. For more content and information about Calvary Community Church, please visit our website at calvaryhouston.com.